listening to too many fries. Pull up to the next window. You know, stuff. It's been a week. Now I'm just sitting here chilling. Oh shit, we're recording. <laughs> yes, that's what <laughs> I hit the record button. That's what happens after you hit the record button, typically. Oh, maybe I should have paid a little bit better attention to that. Well, since since you've got the button going and you're pointing this red microphone in front of my face, uh I guess it's time to welcome you all to the debut of the Too Many Fries podcast. Woo! Too Many Fries. And the name is kind of a combination of meanings, I guess you can say. It's really, first off, most importantly, Tim and I, we like to go out to eat. And every time that we've been out to eat... For whatever reason, we always end up with too many fries. And we always found it funny and very ironic. So there was one day that I I ordered something with fries and you ordered something with fries. And we just, we had a lot of fucking fries. And then you were like, too many fries. That's the name. That's what it is. But there's another more deep philosophical meaning and i think you should share that well the deeper meaning is i'm a genius and i kind of come up with cool shit all the time that's part of it but no the other part of it is that and this is one of the things that really connects the two of us together in our friendship is that and i think that the last year and a half that we've been through has really exposed this that we are all extremely over freaking whelmed we have so much on our plates there is just too much being thrown at all of us there's pressure there's stress and there's just so much to deal with and we're all just trying to do the best we can on a daily basis while really trying to balance a lot of things on our shoulders it does really feel like our plates are over full our plates are over full Yep, True. too many fries. And and when you know you've got that side of fries on your plate, it look you you're thinking, oh, it, it it looks like you can eat them all. You know, it doesn't look like there's that there's too much. Then you start eating and you get a little full, and then you start to realize, wait, there then you you think you've you think you've gone through that plate of fries, or you've gone through that list of tasks, or you've gone through the you know, issues or whatever it is that you're dealing with that day. And then you look and you realize, you realize, oh shit, there's still more. There's still, your plate is still a little half full or there's just so much. And you, you feel like you're at capacity with what you've been given. No, that's, it's so true. And so, you know, from first glance, you might look at this and say, okay, too many fries. It's a food podcast. We're talking about stuff in their face. No, we're talking about overwhelm, exhaustion from work, from whatever it may be, Uh, you know, relationships, mental health, 
everything that comes along with that um, is what we're going to be talking about, and we're going to be very open and very vulnerable about our own personal experiences um, with mental health, which I think is extremely important today to be as open and honest about those moments in our lives when, you know, we're not we're not up feeling our best. We're not feeling like we are, you know, a hundred percent in everything that we do. And, um, you know, for me, we'll have a whole episode where we go more in depth, but for me, it's, you know, my anxiety and, you know, Tim can speak for himself, but I know that he's had very, we've both had very similar, um, struggles with our mental health. And I think that's one of the things that we really connected on from the beginning. Mind you, Tim and I, little backstory, we met before the pandemic. So we're just going to put a time stamp on this. We're making this kind of post-pandemic, even though pandemic isn't really over. Would you say it's over? I would say it is and it isn't. That's what the, that's what the world feels like right now. And yes, this is a, this is a podcast about human connection and living your life in a world that doesn't ever seem to know when you've had enough when you're over stuff when you've had when you have not had enough where you think you've had enough fries but there's still so much more and they feel it feels like those fries those things that are you know on your mind or in your life or on your task list they have to be done now because you try to reheat the fries a days later they're soggy and wet and warm oh, wow. and it's, okay <laughs> I thought you were gonna say you like soggy fries. No. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> kind of, <laughs> kind of sociopathy soggy fries. But yeah, but that, but yeah, the metaphor is that you feel like you have to take on everything at once, or that day, or now, or you know, it's not going to be, you know, it's going to be worse when you try to get to it later. That's why we're one of the reasons why we're constantly overwhelmed. Um, and I think, and we are going to today. This is a, an introduction to our to our little show, our little uh, our little our little cozy corner of the internet. Can the internet be cozy? Mm, that's debatable. I think. Yeah, maybe the in- <laughs> internet could use a little cozy. Internet's lost it. Could it. use some cozy. Internet's on. Sure. Internet's honestly lost its fucking mind lately. No, it's true. It's true. But to go back a little bit, because you just you ramble. And... <laughs> he's just he's flipping me off, and that's it's a it's a uh, it's a love language, a friend love language. Well, yeah, it, I believe that flipping each other off is an important love language in any quality friendship. Yes, no, very true. You have to bring each other back down to earth and say you're a piece of shit. Um. I've never said that. No, you've never said that, but <laughs> I'm sure you've gotten close from time to time. <laughs> Maybe. But to bring it to bring it back, Tim and I met um, before the pandemic really, you know, kind of unraveled everyone's lives. We met at a networking event. Um, we both live in New Hampshire, and we both met at a networking event in. You're gonna tell the internet where we live now. All the stalkers are coming. <laughs> They don't. They won't know an exact address. It's fine. <laughs> um, Unless you want to tell them that too. 
yeah, I mean, no, not right now. We'll save that for later. But um, we met at a networking event, and Tim and I are both writers. I uh, full-time have my own consultancy where I do content writing for startup companies, and Tim right now is at the beginning stages of creating his own baby, which I'm very proud of him for. And I'm helping him along that journey as well. Um, But we met at this anyways. Now I'm rambling. I'm not one to talk. So we met at this networking event and I was like, I was a glass of wine in. I I went up to go get another glass. I don't drink anymore, but at the time I was drinking. And I saw Tim standing there and I don't remember. Did someone introduce us? I can't remember. No, you actually just walked up to me. I just, yeah, I just walked up to you. You in that purple plaid skirt just waltzed right up to me. And I'm like, this doesn't, okay, I'm I'm usually the person in any, in those social situations or in networking events, usually I'm the one doing the approaching, which is a huge contrast from what I used to be because I used to be a very shy person, but Mm. usually not the one to be approached. So when someone's actually taking interest in approaching me, I pay attention. Yeah. No, I just, you know, I saw this bald dude standing there and just the light was hitting your bald head the right way. I was like, I'm just I'm going to go right over to that guy. He's got something. I don't know what it is, but he's got a sparkle. And so, that's how I met your dad, kids. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, that, that is kind of what, how, you, how you make it sound. Yeah, I know. I know. But no, I, I said, you know, this guy seems kind of interesting. He's, you know. I kind of connected with him because I felt a bit outcasted, not outcasted, but I felt a bit out of place at that event too. And I was sort of standing on my own and we got talking and we had a lot of mutual friends uh, or connections in the writing world. And uh, we didn't talk a lot about ourselves. We didn't get into a big discussion, but I remember leaving the networking event. I said that like he he's special like i'm i hope that you know we can meet again and become friends because that's someone that i really i want to talk to more and and get to know more so it was really like an instant like bond that we had almost i just felt like i don't know we had we just had a lot in common and and it was wonderful we were just drawn to each other yeah and yeah and we just and then we said okay well, in a couple of weeks, when we're both not so busy, yeah. we'll get together, we'll have a drink, talk shop. A couple of weeks later, yep. quarantine. Quarantine, and then weeks after that, weeks after that, I think everyone knows we thought this was, you know, COVID was only going to be around for about three weeks, and it ended up being a year now, almost two years, and it's better, but it's still crazy, I would yeah. say. I mean... Yeah, but but yeah, in that time, we still found a way to stay communicating. Uh, we just were motivated to, you know, talk, get to know each other. So there was texts, Facebook Messenger, video calling. You know, occasionally we had a few hangouts once it was safe. Yeah. And then, you know, once we got vaccinated, we hung out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing about the story of our friendship in its really its first year or year year and a half Mm -hmm. is that 
here's a time when everybody is isolated from each other, mm. maintaining safe social distancing. And we're also still doing what we can to maintain and keep track on the existing close relationships, friends, romantic, family, whatever they are that already exist in their li- our lives. Mm. And here's the two of us building a new friendship and becoming close in that time of isolation yeah i mean that's that's really the crazy thing about it is you would think that would be the worst possible time to get to know someone because you're apart you can't go out together you can't you know you can't truly like spend time with the person but we still found a way you know through the lovely power of zoom and more facebook video chat not zoom i hate zoom but that's a different topic for a different day um and we just we found a way to stay connected and become close during a time that was really lonely honestly and really isolating um you know I got COVID at one point in time and I was so I mean I was scared number one I didn't know what to expect but Tim was one of the people who was really there for me during that time I had to isolate in my own home. You know, I couldn't really uh, have much contact with my family. You know, if they were slipping a snack through my door or something, that was pretty much it. But I, I had friends like Tim, you know, who kind of kept me sane and grounded. It was really nice. So I, I had supply trucks at the ready if she needed them. <laughs> supply trucks of what? Like mini muffins and stuff. Exactly. <laughs> Little Debbies. I would have gotten the whole hostess delivery rerouted to your house. <laughs> hostess truck just pulls up in front of my house. <laughs> it's like, I think you got the wrong address. No, no. This is the one. <laughs> You just like uh, cannonball them into my through my window. Yeah, exactly. How many friends would reroute a Twinkie delivery truck for you? Very few. I I don't know of many people that would do that. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's been really great though to see, even in this short period of time, like how much we've grown as individuals and hearing about you and you know where you were at before I even came into the picture and some of the things that you've struggled with and where you are now. And it, it's just really amazing. And I'm, I don't know, I'm just privileged to sort of be, you know, beside you during Aww. all that. <laughs> Yeah, and this is where the audience goes, oh, yeah, no. during the touching the moment bad, of a sitcom. The bad <laughs> sound effects. Yeah, bad sound effects, a little touching violin music plays. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, but the same with you. And the other thing about our bond is that we've really seen a lot of the same shit. We have. Yeah, we've, we've seen some shit. We've struggled with. We've struggled with on mental health. We've struggled with finding out who we are. We've struggled in relationships. We've struggled with being accepted. We've put we we've struggled with putting a lot into the world and putting a lot into people. Some people returning it and some people not. Mm-hmm. I, you know it. Sadly, yeah. the latter more. I would think people not yeah. returning it, and you know we'll get again different topic for a different day, but um. 
yeah but that's something that i think we've related to we we're both mm-hmm. very two very passionate people i think and two very loving people and you know we've put our heart and soul into some things and haven't maybe received the return that we deserve and it's nice to have a friendship where you know we both put the effort into it to see each other you know to talk to say hey what's going on are you okay you know check in like we both put that effort in we both get it in return I think that's really nice exactly it yeah it can suck that there's a, there's a lot of people who have taken and not given back but the people who do give back it makes them stand out it, it's what makes us stand out it makes you know the other other special friendships each of us have yeah. in our lives really stand out and and you know topics for a topic for another episode but i i think yeah this episode is really setting is also setting up all the other future episodes it's yeah it's that this is the marvel movie of podcast pilots it's setting up all the other sequels (laughs) (laughs) yeah you just want to see what was that eternals thoughts i prefer not to talk about it all right (laughs) we won't talk about it it's a touchy subject here um but yeah, no, you're right. And I, I think, I don't know about you, Tim, but I'm, well, I mean, so, okay. Tim and I are, what, 16 years apart? You're f- almost 40. I, think- I make, I make, I make sure he knows that, that he, I'm that friend. Never lets me forget. I never let him forget that I'm, he's going on 40. <laughs> I'm 39. He's 39. Yeah, 39. And how old are you, Mary? I'm 24. So 15 years apart. 15 years apart. So we've had very different life experiences, but also a lot of similar. And what what I'm getting to here is, I don't know about you, but I'm at that point at 24 now where I want like real genuine connection. I want people who treat me well. I want people who are there for me through the ups and the downs the thick and the thin people who I know like if we disagree or you know we have a falling out or anything I know that they're still there and that they still love me and you know there's that unconditional level level of support um and we have that in our friendship I think and you know I look for it now in other parts of my life too like I just don't want to settle for anything less you know as well you shouldn't and it, that that's what makes it powerful about you is that you somehow have had to live as much life in 24 years as i have in 39 and that's a lot to go through at this point but it also the fact that you're coming to a revelation in your life in your 20s that it took me to my 30s to figure out and by the way there's no time line as to when you need to have these things figured out you know some people don't figure these things out until they're 60 70 until they're you know much older so if you're at that point in your life whether you're in your 20s or 30s and you're like oh I just you know I haven't figured this out yet don't don't put that pressure on yourself because you will um you know and you'll you will find your and see your worth and say okay no i deserve more than this and you'll you know you'll you'll come to the realization eventually yeah don't you don't don't beat yourself up and don't say oh i should have been doing this by now or why haven't i done this before 
but also say to yourself, hey, you're doing it now. You're thinking about it now. It doesn't matter whether you uh, do something or have a reinvention or a realization in your life, whether, you know, you're, you're 20 or 30 or even you're 70, you know? Yeah. I mean, I know people who are into their 60s and 70s and still haven't had it all figured out personally, professionally, whatever it may be. So I think that's really important too, is not putting that pressure and something that I tell you all the time, like don't put that pressure on yourself to have it all figured out. Like you're taking little steps and those little steps will become what you want them to be eventually, you know, um, as long as you are taking steps in the right direction, that's all that matters. It doesn't matter how long it takes you to get there. Exactly. You have a lot of wisdom for your age. Thank you. I try. Yeah. So she, she's the, she, I mean, in numbers, she's the younger one. Maturity level that sometimes can vary. I mean, it does vary. Like I'm, I'm either a 12 year old boy or I'm an 80 year old woman who's seen it all. Uh, there's no in between really you're you have kind of an old soul too but you have immature times you can be immature sometimes <laughs> what are you implying i don't know like you just like i i'm just trying to think of a time if we've been watching something but i do this too so it's hypocritical where you've been like <laughs> big boobs <laughs> i'll do the same thing you know so we uh we go in and out of being acting our age and not acting our age, which I think is good too. I think it's important, you know, to not take yourself too seriously and embrace your inner child. I do. I shift. I'm, a, am I, I'm either a middle school boy or yeah. I'm a grizzled 70 year old <laughs> world weary person who yeah. complains about how everything's not like how, how, how it used to be. Yeah. No, it's it's so true. And I was uh, this past these past few days, I was spending time with um, my friend's two babies. She just had a new baby and she has a girl who's a year old and I'm like auntie to them. And I just said, you know, I loved being in that world because there was so much innocence. There was no news. It was just cartoons, cuddles, snacks, and laughs. Like, that's all it was. I was like, it's so nice to be in that environment. Like, because you feel like a child again. You feel, you know, you don't, you don't think about the trivial matters that are going on in life. You don't think about the crises that are happening. Like, you just, you just enjoy life. I was like, if I could stay in that state forever, I would, you know. And then you came to hang out with your, went you left hanging out with the bald newborns, bald newborn <laughs> to come hang out with your bald to older bald best friend. Yeah, and but still, and there were still cartoons and snacks, so it wasn't that much different. Yeah, I mean, it, it's really not much different. I still sit and smoke my weed and eat my snacks and watch cartoons cartoons as in rick and morty um but yeah no it, i don't know it was just nice to be in that environment and just forget about all the craziness for a bit and i just had like no stress no anxiety you know it was just very 
I don't know, hard to describe, but I don't, I don't really want children yet, but I, I love being like auntie. I don't know. I just love like, cause then I can hand it back and you know, you're, you're like a legit, like these are my friend's kids. So I'm not like their blood aunt, but like you're a legit uncle. Do you like it? Yes, I mean, I love I love being Uncle Timmy. I mean, it's there's a lot of fun. There's a lot of fun in that. Although a lot of my nieces and nephews are either teenagers or adults now, yeah. most of them. So it's more. I don't know Uncle Timmy isn't always as cool until Christmas. Then they remember I exist. Until <laughs> Christmas. Oh, I'm I'm kidding. I no, it's it's gr- there's a different bond. I mean, you're still we're in, you're an important. Uh, Sorry, I got a little distracted. There. I was I was giving him a time limit. <laughs> so it was like we got it about five more minutes there. Okay. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. Every time she's, every time you say no pressure, that's exactly when the pressure is coming. It's like when you say this to somebody, with all due respect, you're about to say something that they're going to be dis- feel disrespected by, or no offense, but I'm about to be offensive. <laughs> you know, you know the thing. But yeah, Dina. being you know uncle or auntie is rewarding you are still in a way a parental figure in their life and i think it's especially important one because you're the person that they come to when they feel like they can't come to their parents they can't go to their parents no that's very true and also you're just another figure that they have to look up to and you know teach them things and show them you know it's they they still you're an important part of their life and that in of itself is very rewarding it's not quite i'm sure what it's like being a parent but it's very close because you feel some level of responsibility to them absolutely and you get to you still have a role in their growing up you still are part of pivotal moments in their lives yeah um it's an amazing thing i i i love my nieces and nephews i mean i'm actually i'm creating a project that actually has the title i'm not gonna give away not giving away the whole nuts no no spoilers not giving away everything but i have a project that its title has each of their first initials in it yeah and i think that's so sweet honestly it's so nice well i think that we're gonna make this one a little shorter this first one um but we've enjoyed sitting here and talking we just you know we said tonight's the night let's do it let's record and put this thing out there so thank you for listening to too many fries thank you for listening to my rambling as i apparently do (laughs) but yeah thank you for listening you know on behalf this is going to we we just talked about escapes we hope this is a little bit of an escape for you i mean this this is kind of therapy for us i mean yeah it really is therapy because i don't have a therapist right now so thank you everyone thank you healthcare system of america (laughs) (laughs) but we hope that this is going to be an incredible ride for you to listen to us this is going to be Yes, we're going to get vulnerable. Yeah, we're going to talk about heavy shit, but we're also going to have some laughs along the way. It'll know? it'll be light. It won't all be dark, deep shit. I thought you're going to listen and you're going to think, these two are fucking psychos and they found each other and this is dangerous. <laughs> all right. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Bye. <laughs> and as I always say, stay in school. Drink your... 
drink your juice and eat your green beans, kids.